Digital. Student-centred. Creative. Innovation. Imagination. Initiative. Stories that matter. I'm Chia Dachi, and this is Tales of Teaching Online, brought to you by Deakin Learning Futures. Hello, today I'm sitting on a Zoom call with Dr. Dominic Kondo, who is a lecturer in sports nutrition from the School of Exercise and Nutrition Science Faculty of Health at Deakin University. And she holds a joint role between Deakin as a teaching staff member and also the Geelong Cats as part of the AFL team. And I think her story brings an interesting perspective into teaching, but also bringing her professional identity into teaching space. So we're really lucky and happy to have you on this conversation, Dominic. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's um, great to chat to you today. So I wanted to start off with a general question around how this pandemic has impacted you so far as a person. So how have you been navigating through this crisis? Yeah, well, it's a crazy crisis, isn't it? Um, and I guess we're just rolling with the punches as they keep coming. But um, I must say, I guess to, to give it a little bit of context, I work part-time at the Cats. Um, so I hold a, a role for point four of my of my role at Deakin, and that's to service the AFLW and AFL teams from a nutrition perspective. So I guess that when the pandemic hit, it was a really crazy busy time in footy. We were in the middle of AFLW season, and AFL season was just about to kick off. So everything came to a big halt, um, and I went from you know driving to Geelong a few days a week and not being home a whole lot to all of a sudden being home every day, working from home, not leaving the house a whole lot. And that was a huge challenge for me and a, and a really big change. So I guess I went through a range of emotions at first. It was, you know, everything from feeling a bit sad to angry to quite happy, sleeping a bit more, so feeling good. So I went through all of those emotions. I guess for me to start with, I just made sure I kept as much of a routine as I could. And that was just staying really active as much as I could. I did lots of gym classes in front of my TV and lots of walks and just tried to um, navigate it that way. And it actually gave me a chance to really focus on my research and the deacon work that I love to do without going down to the cats. But I missed footy a fair bit through that time. And then, I mean, all of a sudden things changed again and we were looking good. Australia was, you know, miles ahead of the rest of the world and things opened up again and footy started again. And so I, I was back in the club as one of the 25 staff members. So the footy club went into almost like a quarantine bubble. So players and staff um, and key staff were back and, you know, COVID tested every week and under pretty strict rules. But we were still able to play and, and had some thought we'd be playing in Melbourne for the rest of the season. And then obviously Melbourne happened, um, Victoria um, cases went sky high and AFL got us out there quickly. So within a week, we were told we would be away for three weeks. That went to four weeks. That's now gone to 10 weeks. Um, and we're going to be away for the rest of the season. So I'm now teaching from hotel rooms, um, traveling with the cats and, and servicing the team. So it's been a crazy, crazy year and we're only halfway through, which is scary. Um, but Where yeah, are you now, though? I'm in WA at the moment. So we've just got out of two-week quarantine here. 
so we weren't able to leave the hotel but we're now clean and WA let us step outside um, and we go, <laughs> we're free and we go to Queensland on Monday and we'll spend the rest of the season in Queensland. It has been a crazy journey for you. It has, it has. And all you can do is think positively about it and, and take it as it comes. But um, yeah, it has been pretty crazy. So let's turn our conversation to your teaching then. I know this whole crisis would have had an impact on your teaching too. So how has your teaching changed in terms of going through this crisis, but also moving to entirely online? So perhaps you could give us a bit of context as to what you used to teach and how you used to teach it, and then how you changed your teaching to online. Yeah, absolutely. So I share a couple of units in one trimester one and trimester two. And in trimester one, I chaired HSN 307, which is sports nutrition under the nutrition undergrad degree. And that used to be all face-to-face. So it was face-to-face lectures and seminars within that as well. And I guess I love face-to-face because I guess I just love meeting students and having that sort of interaction. So it was a big change. I think what we obviously did was we went to online lectures and tried to get in as many um, you know, guest lectures and uh, lectures as, as I could to make it a little bit more interesting for students. Um, I also opened up a lot of Zoom chat by drop-in chat. So every week we had three or four different Zoom drop-in chats where students could just feel like they could come in and ask questions because normally my door would be open or they would stay behind at a lecture and be able to ask those things. So I think the really important part in the first lockdown when everyone felt like we didn't really know what was happening was to open up those communication channels with students and, and make them feel as though they had access to us. To be honest, I felt like Deacon has supported online teaching for a a long time now and and I really do think we're miles ahead in that space. So transferring to the online space was not overly difficult. I think the platforms were there and, and they were set up. The part that was challenging was just coming up with ways to engage students. And I guess, you know, with my work being in footy and I also work within basketball as well, it's really about using your experiences and your stories and bringing that into the way that you teach. And so I just tried to do that as much as I could. And and again, I got some guest lecturers in where I would interview them and do those sorts of things, you know, with students just to mix it up a little bit and give them something else rather than just a lecture to listen to. This year, this trimester, I should say, I chair a core unit in the exercise science degree called Nutrition for Exercise Scientists. And that was always a blended learning approach. So we have all the online content, which is really interactive. I've got videos from all different staff members at the CAP that talk to the students about different factors. And, you know, and they do all their activities online, but then we would have seminars, you know, where they would come and we would then do case studies and workshop the theory that they learnt prior to coming to class. So that's obviously now gone online. Again, I think the challenging part there is that, you know, in a class setting, we would have the teachers and myself walking around in the classes in the individual groups and sitting down with students and just talking about the case studies and working through that with the, in their groups and then coming back to discuss. And we just had to adapt, uh, again, to the platforms available. So using our Blackboard Collaborate, and understanding how we can make the most out of a breakout room and still making it engaging for students. And that's what our focus is now is just how do we need to adapt those seminars so it 
it's compatible on the online space, but still gives students that chance to workshop that theory and, and understand it. And so far, so good. I think uh, we're getting some good buy-in from students and they're coming. So that's a good sign. Mm. And I think that's the really interesting aspect of your work as well, I think, um, Don. And I'd like you to unpack that a little bit for us. So the fact that you're working in a professional context, if you look at it from students' experience in terms of authentic learning, I think it gives that element of, wow, we are working with the real world people in the industry. How do you see that aspect for you? And probably the fact that you have that professional identity in your teaching too, what would you think could be the impact on your students? Yeah, um, I completely agree. And I just think about myself when I used to be a student and actually hearing from the people working in the space, which isn't always your lecturers. Obviously, you know, you get in guest lecturers a lot and to fill that gap. But when it is actually your unit chair that's doing it, um, I think it adds something um, really unique. And I just always draw on my own experiences here. So as an example, you know, like today, um, just before talking to you, I had a seminar and we were talking about energy requirements in athletes and we were talking about the theory behind it. But then I gave all um, you know, examples of different athletes that I work with here now that you know, even Perth and what it looks like in practice and what you need to adapt when you're working with real people and just being able to use those experiences. And students ask me questions all the time around, you know, how do you make that person, you know, gain some muscle and how does that person get leaner? And you just are able to draw on those experiences, which is great, and bring it to the classroom. And I guess having access to the staff here at the CAPS as well, they've been incredible. And that's the benefit of having the partnership with the way that Deacon and the CAPS do but they've been incredible in offering their time to actually, you know, do recordings for me and be involved in, in the teaching space, which is fantastic. And then, of course, it opens up opportunities for student placement. So prior to COVID, you know, I had eight students under me at the CATS in all different areas in the club, in the nutrition space and research space. So, you know, that's another element of teaching, obviously, and that authentic teaching, but actually bringing students into the club and getting hands-on experience is a great benefit as well. I think this is just fantastic for your students, but also for you as a teacher as well. And then that's the element that I want to turn to now. So now that you're working online remotely, not even from your own home in Melbourne, and working in those professional, but also teaching contexts, how has this experience impacted on you as a teacher, as a researcher, as a performance dietitian in a professional context? I know crazy hours that you do to keep up and juggle the elements that you're working on as well. But as a professional, how do you think this is all working and how has this online teaching impacted you as a person and as a professional? Yeah, um, again, a great question. And it's funny you said, you know, with the hours, as I said, we're in WA at the moment. So, um, you know, I'm Time up different. at five prepping for my 5.30 lecture. Yes, <laughs> one more week of that. That's been a real struggle, I must say. Four students get me with my coffee in hand and, and whatnot. But it's opened my eyes so much. I, I guess it just, firstly, just amazes me as to the fact that we can do this. You know, the fact that, um, I can be in another state and be teaching online and be working with a football club all at the same time is pretty incredible. 
And I think this experience for me as, as well has really taught me just, um, well, I guess reminded me of how much I, I do love teaching and how grateful I am to be able to, to do both. You know, I think if anything, this whole COVID experience, in, in my opinion, is just reminded of, of the importance of, of education and just how crucial that is. And I'm just so grateful that I'm able to to do both of those things. So I guess for me, it's just been a, a massive learning curve and, and understanding you know, how to teach well online and, in, and, and engage students has been huge. Um, but being able, again, to do that while I'm here and, and incorporate my learnings here every day is something different here at the moment. I'm doing jobs I wouldn't have ever imagined because everyone just needs to pull their weight a little bit. But being able to talk about that with your students and bring that back to the classroom has been pretty incredible. So, uh, Lisa, it, it has been challenging. Again, like, you know, as I said to you just before, that my internet is not great in this new hotel. So I was hotspotting, teaching from my phone and cutting out a little bit. But it's all about how you say that to the students. And they were fantastic. I was just like, oh, guys, you know, hotel room is not great this morning and, and they're, they're pretty great about it. But they're just challenges that we need to overcome. And I think building those relationships with students and them really understanding what you're doing and being really supportive of that. Like they're just so interested and engaged. So it, it's, been, it's been awesome. And when you work through those challenges, I think it's really beneficial. And I think that takes courage from you as a teacher as well, Dom, to share that struggles that you might be having or the technical issues that you are having with your students because students themselves could be having those issues. And it just adds to that layer of authenticity, I think. So um, great work there. So is there anything else that you'd like to add in terms of your experience going through this in teaching online remotely? I think for me, it's just I never thought in my wildest dreams that it would be possible um, to do both of these things. And I guess, you know, I'm so lucky that I've got the support both from Deacon and from the cats to be able to do it. And when you can, I think it's an absolutely incredible experience and opportunity that we just won't see again. Well, sort of hopefully we won't see again, but, but we need to sort of make the most of it um, and, and, and learn from it. And uh, yeah, I just think, it's great that we can teach online the way that we do. And my experience from trimester one and just getting students' feedback is that they're still learning, they're still getting great experiences. And if we can bring in some real life stuff into that, then, then that's even more beneficial and just, you know, really appreciating how important it is to bring in people, you know, like, like staff at the CATS and, and to teach students about the other side of life in the professional world is just it goes a long way just the last question in terms of where to from here for you is there anything that you would like to see happening in that digital learning and education space yeah it's a good again a great question I mean I think D can do a great job but it always comes down to how can we replicate some things that we do in the classroom, I guess, online? And my units at the moment, um, you know, I haven't had a practical class, so to speak, but have been involved in some of the, the teaching that does have that, um, you know, practical component or, or, you know, where you've got um, clinics with patients, so to speak, where you get that experience of how you consult. And, and I think that's probably the one thing that is a, uh, 
a way forward of something to, to try and think, well, how can we actually replicate some of these real world stuff that we do in the classrooms online? And I think we're getting there, but that's probably the next step as well as even, you know, the virtual reality side of things and how we take some steps forward in that direction. But, um, you know, I think overall, I can't speak highly enough for what we've got and how smoothly it's actually gone considering how quickly this has all come about. And it's all down to all the teachers like yourself, Dong, who are making their best efforts to ensure that the students get the best experience that we can provide. So thank you. It's been a wonderful conversation and I really appreciate that you're joining me on a phone from a hotel room in Perth when you're already <laughs> scheduled teaching and working with the cat. So thank you, Dong. Oh, thank you for having me.